0: Welcome to another episode of what I call Patriotic Pulpit. I want to talk for a few moments about the difference between a republic and a democracy. Before I do that, I want to introduce my partner in this, and his name is what I call Bond, but he is, his name is C.R. Tough Secret, registered quarter horse. His dad is uh, Woody Be Tough, and he's just a great horse, and he's just, I won a championship in Guthrie, Oklahoma, and I'm just really proud of him. And I think he's told me he'll be patient enough while I finish this particular episode. So let's think about the difference between a republic and a democracy. One of the interesting things, sad really in, in culture today is everywhere you hear it and everywhere you see it is that we are a democracy. Fox News has Democracy 2024 and everyone talks about a democracy really our founders set up not a democracy at all but a republic and what is the difference and why would that difference actually mean something so let's think about a democracy and a republic from that standpoint a democracy is what our founding fathers absolutely warned us against it's interesting isn't it because they told us in the federalist papers that the democracy madison writing democracies are always spectacles of turbulence and violence. Why is that the case? Well, because throughout all of history, that's exactly how democracies have worked. Whether we talk about ancient Greece and whether we're talking about the hero Pericles, they had a democracy and it ended only or it collapsed when the people discovered they could vote for themselves, money out of the largesse, out of the public treasury. So what What basically is a democracy? Well, democracy means demos is the Greek word for an assembly, and then kratos is the government. So it's a a government of all of the people. But a democracy involves people being themselves involved all the time in everything, and that would be uh, that. That is reason why there are spectacles of turbulence. That's why there are uh, spectacles of violence because people are always stirred and always involved in everything. We did not set up, and our founders did not want to be set up a democracy. Instead, they insisted that we are a republic. So in Article 4, Section 4, for example, of the Constitution, states coming into the union were to have, this was one of the requirements, that they have a republican form of government. A Republican form of government is completely different. A Republican form of government is is simply that the people participate, but only by means of their representatives. And that's what a republic, that's the genius of a republic. Now, George Washington would actually illustrate it to some of his co-founders by saying, you know, if you take a hot cup of coffee or a hot cup of tea, it's too hot to sip but you could pour it into the saucer and you can, it cools it off. And that's exactly the way legislation can be enacted by via a republic. A republic is that people actually participate by means of their representatives. So in the state of Texas where we live, you can see it's hot and dry here right now. It's only in the morning, but it's already almost a hundred degrees, but in the state of Texas, our representatives elected every 2 years and so they come up for election because we're to be watching the representatives that they actually they actually perform the will of the people but in a democracy the people are always involved in every piece of legislation so that would require me to go down to go down to Austin, Texas, and to participate in every single thing that's going on. That's not at all what our founders wanted. They wanted it to be that I can live at peace because I don't have time to go to Austin, Texas. I don't have time to go to Washington, D.C. I can't. I don't have the means or the time to go there and make sure that my representatives are always doing what we want to be done. Consequently, a republic is by means of or via the representatives. They legislate in behalf of the people. And the founders set up a system where we have horizontal separation of powers, that is the different branches of government, vertical separation of powers. Most of the the legislative activity should be done at the bottom. And as you move up the scale, it should be a pyramid shaped like a pyramid that less power goes to the top. That's what a democracy is all about. It involves checks and balances, and it involves people involved only by means of their elected representatives. That's the difference between a democracy and a republic. So what happened? What happened? The socialists, and they're called progressives because you know who's writing the history. The socialists, such as the Theodore Roosevelts and particularly Woodrow Wilson, they wanted a democracy because as history has completely shown 100% that democracy is the final step toward a a dictatorship, there is one man power at the top. If you want power at the top, you've got to create a democracy in which everybody can be stirred up in rebellion all the time. Look at what Hitler did in Germany. So Woodrow Wilson engineered or helped engineer several pieces of legislation, several pieces of legislation that helped create a democracy and move us out of a republic. Amazing, isn't it, that he would do that and that the people, were so asleep at the wheel that they allowed them to do it. So what are those pieces of legislation? Number one, we have, for example, the amendment number 16 that is the income tax amendment. How did that, how did that circumvent go around the concept of a republic because it enabled the federal government to reach over the states because every state was to be a republic within itself, reach over the states, reach right into your pocket and take money out of it based upon how much money you make. T. Coleman Andrews was an IRS commissioner in 1954. He stated that the income tax has made liars of everyone because everyone's always trying to hide how much money they make, what is their income. And basically we're following the plan of Karl Marx who wanted a graduated income tax. That is how much money you make The more money you make, the more you pay in taxes. That's exactly what Woodrow Wilson instituted. Amazing that he would go to the Karl Marx's of the world instead of the founding fathers. That was number one, the 16th Amendment. Number two is the 17th Amendment. The 17th Amendment made it possible to have direct election of senators. Prior to that, the states and the state legislatures put into place, put into office, I should say, the senators, and they represented the state. So Texas would have two senators that were elected upon by the state legislature of Texas. California would be the same way. Arizona would be the same way. All the states would elect for their state legislatures, the senators. That way, they would watch out for the states and states' rights. Woodrow Wilson didn't like that at all. He wanted to overstep that, we wanted to create a democracy which we have more turbulence and more discussion in the sense of driving us in a different direction. And so he pushed or engineered through the idea of direct election of senators. So the senators and the congressmen, both houses in Washington, D.C. are elected the same way by popular vote but that overstepped all of that. So that was something else that set up Isn't it interesting also, just to note real quickly, that Woodrow Wilson and the progressives, they had long range plans. They were looking way down the line. They knew they could not get it set up in one fell swoop. They said, we're gonna set it up that people might build on it later. And so that's what they did. Now we have the third piece of legislation was the Federal Reserve Act. He engineered, helped engineer through the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, which created an international banking system, or at least the national banking system, which would later be hooked into an international banking system. The national banking system, Thomas Jefferson said, unconstitutional. You can't do it. A national bank. Andrew Jackson said to the national bankers, go, for there was a national bank at the time. Andrew Jackson in 1830 said, I've got my eye on you bankers because he knew that the financing of the country was actually driving the politics. And that's exactly what happened when Woodrow Wilson helped engineer the Federal Reserve Act. The Fed Reserve is not a federal bank. It is a privately owned bank. It is It is a bank that has never been audited by the federal government because they've taken money and with a socialistic concept, they've redistributed money all over the globe, all over the world. And you don't even know where they've taken it. We know some places, but we don't know all of it because they've never been audited because the federal government is out of their hands now. And that's what's happened. So we lost the concept of a republic through the Woodrow Wilson administration. And later when, FDR came into power. What did he do? He set up the welfare system, power politics, set up the welfare system that all of the founding fathers, all of the founding generation said was absolutely teetotally unconstitutional. You can't take money from one segment of society or one person and give it to another. No, that's socialism, but that's what the welfare system does. Consequently, we have changed from a democracy to a republic, and what we need to do is get back to a republican form of government. Thank you for listening.